Ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, welcome to Kinky and Geeky, an educational, conversational, entertainment-all podcast for all things, well, geeky and kinky. We're your hosts, I'm Fox. And I'm Loki. We're both members of different and overlapping kink and nerd communities. Be warned, this podcast contains subjects of an adult and sexual nature. So if you're not of legal age or if it's illegal for you to listen to this because you're Amish or incarcerated or whatever, please turn this off now. So, what are we talking about today? We're back, kind of. From out of space. <laughs> I had to go there. <laughs> I had to. <sighs> yes, uh, we're back from but, but, a very, very long hiatus. Yes, and, and a mostly unintentional hiatus. Uh, the, the vast majority of this time spent away was not because we didn't want to do this or didn't have any subject matter or anything. It's been... yeah. No, we had we even had a podcast ready to go about two, three months ago. I think three months, three, three <laughs> four months ago. Um, and we recorded it, and we were ready, and then it sounded like shit. And not that not that our podcast sound amazing and immaculate, but this just wasn't up to our standard. Yeah, it was bad, even for us. <laughs> yeah, and that's so. uh, that's saying something. So it's the podcast that has, up until this point, never happened. Right. <laughs> it happened, but it didn't. It didn't happen. <laughs> so, um, at some point, we'll re-record it with the guests that we had when they make their life less complicated and and are more easily available for scheduling time. Yeah, that's uh. Um, we we have almost recorded a whole bunch of podcasts between uh, our, our last actually published one and now. We just haven't made it all the way to the microphones. Yeah. Um, well, and it, it hasn't helped that it's been crazy busy for both of us the last few months. Yeah, be- between work and social stuff and yeah. relationship stuff and uh, your house stuff and, well, and just ha- everything. Yeah. I mean, that's just... It's just the if there's most any of our listeners of- <laughs> who have a place that want to <laughs> let the blonde and I move in, and you're kinky and awesome, uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Please. Please. Please, please, please. Yeah, having a place to live is a handy, helpful thing. Yeah. At this point, I mean, it, it's just come down to... Um, we may get to stay, depending on who buys the property... But we'd rather just leave. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we get to stay. But otherwise, we're looking for new digs. So a few changes. Uh, 
we're going to mix up the format a little bit, do something uh, slightly different with how we've been recording the podcast in general. Um, try to make it a little more concentrated, a little more targeted, a little more what you want to hear and a little less of us just randomly rambling. Because even though we're rambling men, neither one of us are Steve Martin and we can't keep you entertained <laughs> with the randomness for that long. So you'd think I'd have a set of bunny ears by now. Or a banjo. Yeah. I'm not a banjo man. I might be able to learn to play the banjo. It's just got the right number of strings because I play bass, but... It's got the right number of strings, <laughs> but it is very different. Yeah. So... Way more complicated. So in any case, we're going to try to, uh, yeah, zero in a little more. We're going to still be pretty topic-centric, um, except for, of course, when we're doing stuff like this, which would be the... Uh, there is no podcast. topic. Yeah. <laughs> the topic is... Nothing. <laughs> the topic is us, because that's exactly what you want to hear about, right? Hi! <laughs> we're special. Uh, so yeah, it's been months. What have you been up to, man? Um, work, work. Since it never got said because the podcast that it was set on never happened, I got tits for Christmas. That's right. Yeah, got a nice pair of boobs. Yep. Um, I'm not currently wearing them, but I did get them. And at some point, well, if you're friends I, I with me, have the, I still uh, okay. have the picture. There we go. So. We'll we'll post the picture from the podcast that never happened. Yeah. Um. Sexy katana boobs. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I had a birthday. Because the last time we recorded was, like, before Christmas? I think we both had birthdays since... Uh... Yeah, we've, we've both had... Ooh! Ooh! Thank you for saying that. Because I was even... Hang on, people. I'll be right back. I have to go get Fox a birthday gift. And slip underneath the microphone. And not touch the bar. Loki's okay. going full limbo here. Uh, I suppose I should vamp or something like that. Am I supposed to be filling time? Like, this is a live show. So, uh, I don't know. I've been reading a lot of comic books lately. Because, uh... It's really quiet in here. I'm all alone. And apparently there's taco meat. Yay, tacos! Great, now I'm going to have grr stuck in my head. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, Loki got me a uh, Kojima Productions pin uh, with the uh, Foxhound logo and the Kojima Productions tag underneath. Yep. Very cool. There's actually, uh, a, before I forget about that either, there's something else I wanted to show you. Um, and I guess we can link this, or I'll just make sure it ends up on our Tumblr. Um, but it was from someone else's Tumblr. I just have to remember where I found it. <laughs> I liked it, so it shouldn't be too hard. Um, but it is, someone took uh, Smith & Weston M&P 9mm, and they put that logo on the top of the slide right behind the front sight. Huh. It looks really cool. So, for those of you that have forgotten who we are and what we do, we've already gotten video games, comic book, and guns, so you're... <laughs> Yay! We've touched base with everything. 
you you know who we are. That's uh, that's the geeky side here. Sorry, but there's not much depth to us at all, really. I guess that's so not true based on that <laughs> statement. So <laughs> if you didn't understand that, um, yeah. So, um, but Man, yeah, no, like, it's dude. Uh, speaking of like stuff that we got to talk about, the the last couple of months have been huge on the video game stuff too, and E three is next week. So I know. Like we we at least have to do a little bit of a rundown on this whole PlayStation Four X Bone thing. <laughs> you know, X Bone. <laughs> Who? How? How did? How did that slip through Microsoft's? It's it's the only thing they could come up with that wasn't Infinity. It, that's all I can think. I, I just I don't understand. Like, why not call it the Xbox 1080? You know, it's the pre- it's the uh, yeah, well, not predecessor, the process, the the <laughs> procreated birth of the <laughs> Xbox 360, and apparently it's shit. Well, we don't know almost anything about the system. That's okay. So we're, we're going to get into this now. So let's start with the uh, the Microsoft conference, right? We don't actually know very much about the system at all I at know. this point, other than it has to be online all the time. Once every 24 hours, it has to check in. Yeah. So, otherwise you can't play your games. Yeah. It's like uh, Steam does the same thing, but with Steam, it's once every 30 days, I think. It has to check in and hit the server and say, okay, all your licenses are up to date, yada, yada. Okay. And you can turn Steam, though, on, like, laptop mode. You can say, hey, I'm going on vacation, and get like 60 days or 90 days or something like that before it has to check in. All right. But apparently that's not the case with the Xbox One. Uh, It's every 24 hours, they've uh, confirmed already for your home system. And if you're logged in on a friend's system every hour. Yeah. And on top of that, you you, you can't... Buy used games for a discounted price because your game is synced with the specific serial number for you. So if you resell your game, you have to then go in and buy a whole new licensing key for that game from Microsoft for the same price as the game. Well, actually, they've, they've also sort of recanted kind of on that. Where they said that... There's going to be no... Microsoft will not charge a fee for used games. Okay. And so used games can be bought and sold through approved vendors. Which suggests that there's going to be something like you you take your game to GameStop and they, like, stick it in their, you know, used game rig and it wipes the license so they can sell it used or something like that. It means that you're not going to be able to sell used games on like eBay or something like that because you're obviously not going to be an approved vendor. Yeah. It means that stuff like the Game Alley, these little like corner mom Who, and pop shops. By the way, they're gone. But well, that that's that's Rest in peace Game Alley. Plan. Yeah. If any of the Game Alley employees are listening to this, you guys yeah. were fucking awesome. You fixed my PlayStation Three and or play yeah PlayStation yeah. Three. Why am I yeah? Oh. 
<laughs> it hasn't been that long since we recorded last. The PS4 is not out yet. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, it, like, it seems to be actively hostile against the, the small shop. Unless they're just going to be giving out the approvals, whatever they are, whatever that means. Yeah, I, I, I just... I don't understand but, what it what it's. I don't understand what Microsoft is trying to do. Well, and the other thing on that is that they said Microsoft won't charge a fee, but third party publishers, it's up to them whether or not there's a fee. Yeah, and, and I just I don't understand what I mean. I get that nobody makes money off used games other than the people selling the used game, like. Because right. I, I worked in I worked in media retail, and in media retail you have no overhead on games. All the money goes to everyone else. Best Buy yeah. when you go to Best Buy, Best Buy maybe makes a dollar, a fifty cents to a dollar off each video new video game they sell. Right, and then they make fifty percent to eighty percent off of every used game they sell. Yeah, obviously. Selling used is better for the shop. It's better for the store. Yeah. So um, I just I get what Microsoft's trying to do, but really, like, I feel like it's it's going to kill the market rather than help it. Um, it there's a whole long debate that we're not going to get into about whether allowing used sales helps or hinders new sales in a market and all that stuff. And there's a there's a ton of convoluted evidence out there about that. But still, they're doing some really weird stuff because of this. Like, you can give a game to a friend. Have you heard about this? No. So you can give a game to a friend. And by give, they mean permanently, not loan. There's no borrowing and no renting allowed for in the system as it stands. But you can give a game to a friend if they've been a friend of yours, i.e. on your friends list, for 30 days or more. I, I just, I don't, it's super weird. But even uh, even aside from that stuff, which, while being somewhat anti-consumerist, is also completely understandable and, and definitely for their bottom line. The stuff that I don't get about the Xbone is the media hub nature of it. Like the, the whole preview thing I, I know. And it was actually a pretty good line. Like we got the, we got the boring stuff that everybody hates about the E3 conference done before the E3 conference. The, yeah. The natural line from Xbox PR. And I totally understand that. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Cause everybody hates it when they're up there and it's like, we want to see new games and they're showing us Netflix. Yeah. But well and and I think that it's going to be an interesting thing this year with E3 is that okay PlayStation Sony's coming out with the PS4 you know they've got the Xbox Nintendo really hasn't like for sure said if they're doing anything new well they don't they're like Nintendo's not holding a press conference this year. Yeah, so... They're just like, we've got games in our booth. Come see our booth. And that's, that's well, it. And I guess they kind of one up themselves this last year right. with the Wii U. 
and, and they have the Nintendo Direct that I think is happening this week, which is their like monthly press conference yeah. anyway. So they're kind of leaning on that for part of it. Yeah, which is, I mean, for them, monetarily speaking, they're probably... Fine, but part of that is also, they're already out. Their hardware is in stores. Yeah. So all they're really doing at E3 this year is just putting the, like, okay, here are the new games. Yeah, it's software stuff. It's uh, Hopefully they're going to have a new Mario. Hopefully there's going to be a Metroid or a Zelda or something big yeah. to lean on you know they've got to get their tent poles out yeah. there but they don't need a whole conference for that yeah and and the interesting thing is that they've been real hush hush about any kind of major titles yeah they keep like, saying there's major titles coming but that's it just yeah, like they there have are not, major titles coming there's been, there's been no talk of like guess what sneaky sneaky yeah and like so, we knew about uh with uh what was it uh metroid prime we knew about the new developer working on it, like, a year before we knew anything about the game. Yeah. And it was just, like, and it's coming. And there's none of that. There's no big tease going on. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm intrigued on a level of, like, I really want to know what Nintendo's doing because they're at a point where whether they're moving in that next-gen console direction or not, they are. They always have something new and innovative going on. Yeah, Nintendo's a great company when it comes to like cool, interesting, weird stuff. Like they they are willing to make some risks, take some risks. Yeah. Um. But so the so Expo, on the, on the just... media thing on the Expo, I'm like, okay, I don't give a shit about live TV. Nope. I don't watch live TV. That, but that's me personally. I understand. There's still a lot of people that watch live TV. I do, but... But if the Xbone is going to be your media hub, then there's some things that it needs to do. It's got to be able to use all the streaming services. Yeah. Great. It's got its Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Yeah. It can work as your Roku box. And if it's going to integrate with television, if it's going to run TV, the major thing that I would think it would do is either be or be able to work with your DVR. Yeah. And it doesn't. And I don't... I feel like Microsoft is branching away from gaming and trying to make this more a multimedia platform. Which they've been doing to the 360 for a while now. Yeah. Making it more and more a media hub. But there's stuff like uh, in England, I think? The, the PlayStation 3 actually has a DVR-capable yeah. unit. Uh, you know, like, this was one of the big things. And it's Microsoft. They made web TV. They already made a DVR box. Yeah. They are teaming up with cable companies. They've already said they're making deals with cable companies. That says to me, all right, we're going to be your one-stop box, right? You know, yeah. You're going to say Xbox on, and the all-seeing eye will stop judging you for a moment and turn your Xbox on. <laughs> yeah, that's – oh, my God, that's will, the other uh. – <laughs> um, But it will turn your Xbox <sighs> on, and you say, like, I want to watch Game of Thrones, and it will go, all right, you've got three episodes of Game of Thrones queued up, and, you know, start playing. That's awesome. But that's not what – 
the Xbone is. The Xbone yeah. is, you know, turn on, I want to watch Game of Thrones, and it'll say, that's not on right now, or that's on tonight. Yeah. Or, fuck you, you missed it. Yeah. Too bad, sucker. Or or maybe it'll say, oh, here's your DVR, your TiVo, your DVR from your cable company or whatever. Right, but, but it... The interface for the DVR is an IR blaster, not an information cross. All right. So, so it can say, if you have that on your DVR, hit play on your DVR now, and I'll show you that feed. Yeah. But it can't pull it up from the DVR. It well, yeah. It can't say you've got two episodes on your DVR box. Yeah. So and even in the whole, like, it's replacing things on your shelf... It's not replacing your cable box. It's not replacing your DVR. No. It, a lot of it, it sounds so much like they're really desperately trying to get it to a very specific place. The, that's, that's very much so a... The fantasy football watching uh, Call of Duty player? Yeah. Yeah. No, really. And, and it's not going to be what gamers gamers want. Yeah, it's definitely not going for the nerd core. It's going for the... Which is why Sony's got my money already. Right, and... and Oh, so the thing that killed me about it, the the one thing that was like... Because all the TV stuff, I'm like, all right, I don't give a shit about this. Yeah. But it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Right? All right, it's there. I won't use it, but that's fine. There's a bunch of stuff. I don't use the music player on my PS3 or 360 yeah. because I've got other things that do it more conveniently and better yeah better because i'm i'm not running like a major speaker system around yeah so that's questionable but in any case it's all inoffensive like even the fantasy football thing it's like i can look at that and go you know what that's really cool being able to watch a football game and have your fantasy football league updating on the sidebar in real time that that's pretty neat i will never use it yeah. but it, but it's neat idea yeah but they reconfirmed that to publish on Xbox Marketplace, yeah, you need a major recognized publisher to back it. So if you're an indie developer and you make a game, you can't publish on the uh, Xbox Marketplace until you get the backing of a recognized publisher. Whereas Sony in the PS4 conference, went the entirely opposite direction with that. Yeah. And said, not only do you not need a publisher, if you bring us a game, we'll help you publish it. You can set your own prices, and there's no download limits. Yeah. No, and I... Call me a Sony fanboy, if you will, but... Sony fanboy. (laughs) uh, Sony's got my money already. Like... I've got two PlayStation 3s in the house and no Xbox. And how the fuck does Xbox expect me to want to use the fucking Kinect? Really? I only can buy the X-Bone with the Kinect. There's no other packaging for it. And, and There's it no won't turn on if you don't have a Kinect plugged in. It's yeah. not even like it comes with it, but you don't have to plug it in. Like It's a mandatory piece of equipment, which I understand in the publishing side. Like, yeah, here, excuse me, here, every single game, if you want to do a connect thing in it, 
you can do it and know that if it's published on the 360, you'll, or if it's published on the Xbox, guaranteed your buyer has a Connect. Yeah. All right. I understand that. That I get. But, but as far as like making it that integral. Yeah. I feel like it's going too far. And it bothers me because like, yes, I know that if you've got a headset attached to your fucking thing with a microphone or an eye toy or whatever it is, that there's an ultrasonic frequency that goes out that can map your entire home layout to know how your house is run. Did you hear that there's a... Somebody's figured out a way to map gestures through walls using variances in uh, Wi-Fi? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I get it. But really? Like, now you're telling me I have to have this camera come with my system and there's no other way that I can make my system work with this camera? It literally means that if I don't want to ever use the X, the, the Kinect... If for some reason I decide I want to buy an X-Bone. Well, it means you have to plug it all in, turn it on, and then go into the systems and deactivate all of the Connect functionality. Yeah. And then just, like, hang the Connect off the back of your system. Like, yeah. So it's, like, fucking serious. Or, or I'm just going to have to go and take duct tape and put duct tape over the lens and the microphone. Stuff. I'm wondering how long it's going to be before somebody makes, like, Connect boxes that are, like, nice-looking things that you wouldn't mind having on your TV stand. Yeah. That, like, the connect goes into, and then it you can just, like, lock it down in this soundproof box. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like we may have stumbled upon an excellent market. <laughs> I think we need to get started on this. We just need the exact dimensions, and we're set. Yeah. Um, um, but, I yeah, just, the, I don't get that. I mean, what else was there for the uh, Xbone media is i mean that's pretty much it it was like tv 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 call of duty tv tv sports sports tv yeah Um, i did not and the dog the love the dog my my favorite thing to come out of that is the uh call of duty dog twitter feed yeah um so i just think and that's not even an exclusive it's a timed exclusive yeah so it's like oh okay that's awesome but really yeah um, Sony showed off more hardware without showing off a case. They're we still waiting, don't know exactly this, what the case looks like. We we've had E3 that weird... starts tomorrow. Yeah the 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 um the press re- not press I releases think... the 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 pre show stuff starts tomorrow. E three yeah. official starts on Friday. Yeah, and I think... it, it's a Sunday the ninth right now when we're recording. Yeah, you'll. Probably not hear this tonight because I have work tomorrow and it's yeah, already so like right. eight o'clock or seven thirty. Yeah, so I mean, E three starts tomorrow. I think Sony said that their pre- like they, their big advertisement has been come check us out on I think Wednesday. I think so. I think Wednesdays. When I, they're I know doing they've their got big like an early thing going tomorrow, yeah. at like six ish. But they're the last major. Uh, they, they they go after Microsoft yeah. in terms of their uh, I want to say keynotes, but that's not it. In terms yeah. of their uh, press conferences, um, 
So it's going to be interesting to see what more they do. Obviously, I think they're going to have to come out and say, like, oh, yeah, we also do, you know, Netflix and streaming and all. We, we've got all your media covered. All right, moving on. Yeah. Right? To, just to be able to, like, they can't leave that unsaid. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they're, they're clearly going to have to to mention it. Yeah. But they've also, they've been super fucking cheeky <sighs> all month. Like, ever since the, the, the Expo and thing, they've been super cheeky. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the, the t-shirts? Like, there, there was, like, an official Sony t-shirt that was something like, uh, <laughs> if you, what was it, like, you can buy a you can buy a video game system to watch TV on it, or you can play video games on a PS4. And yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh, what, I, I need to find them, because I've seen, like, there's like four or five different ones. Yeah, they're, and they're hilarious. the The Sony Snark is really coming out this year. Yeah, and and I think, well, I think it's coming out because they're like, wait, really? You're going? You well, and I think part of it is like, we know that the Xbox is going to play video games, right? Yeah, like nobody's stupid enough to think that this first press conference actually is, you know, like, the general idea or, or even a proportional idea of what they're going for yeah. in the actual unit. It, it's a very, very skewed look at it. But just PR-wise, oh, it's no, a bad look job. at it. And well, so and- Sony's had the chance to just go like, well, that's what they said. Like, <laughs> we don't we don't have to make fun of them because they said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and on top of that, I think, on a whole, it's bizarre because it there's also been all these rumors flying around that they're not pursuing next gen graphics i haven't heard that like i've heard all this stuff floating around that the graphics that they're pursuing they're not like they're better than what the 360 has right now but they're not necessarily next generation i I think that's bs because the hardware spec between the two systems is really effing close. Uh, there are some advantages, Sony, and this generation we might actually get to see those advantages taken advantage of. Um, I'm talking about the, the PS3. Expo. Yeah, I know. So. But, but like, unlike the PS3 360, where the PS3 actually is a more powerful bit of kit, but was so difficult to take advantage of that extra yeah. power that it never really looked that much different, yeah. except for the games that really, really took advantage of it, which would be like first party games, you know, the Metal Gear, eh, Metal Gear to a much lesser degree. I, I'd actually go for a, a like Uncharted to really. Well, yeah. Well, no, like Uncharted and Killzone and. But but I mean, I mean like the that Sony is, is like where you saw titles. the yeah but but you know any, Metal Gear but Metal Gear but, for being a third for being a third right, party me- it's still specifically was designed for the PlayStation true true so but the the kit is more similar to straight PC wear on the PS4 and Xbox yeah so. The difficulty of programming for it is not going to be as much of a barrier. So the slight advantages that the PS4 has in hardware so far are likely to actually be taken, you know, made into a much bigger deal. Yeah. In when it comes to final products, 
But even so, the X-Bone is a pretty much directly comparable system. I mean, yeah. they, they're not aiming way lower or something like that. It's not like the uh, uh, the Wii U where they pretty much said, like, eh, we don't care about, like, faster hardware. We have different hardware. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just... I'm waiting. Yeah. I've seen enough of what a lot of the next-gen titles are going to look like. Like, Kojima's done, like, they're like, the Fox Engine. Look at this amazing Fox Engine. And I'm just like... Take my money. It's it's that fucking shut up and take my money kind of thing. And... It's like why speaking can't, of Kojima, we I need to cover the now. Kiefer thing. But um, well, one last <laughs> thing on the PS4: I don't think PS4 is going to have the same lockdown that Xbox does. Yeah. Anybody that thinks that like Sony's not going to do anything about used games and they're going to let uh, Microsoft run away with that is deluding themselves. At this point, Sony just hasn't said anything about it. Yeah, but you know what? I think if Sony's smart about it. Sony, I feel like Sony's always been smart because with the exception of the whole PSN hack, you know, the last couple years. Right. I think the one thing that has always made me want to have a Sony system, free to play. Right. And they've already announced like a half a dozen free to play games that yeah. are going to be launch titles. Yeah. Some of them I'm super stoked about too. So... Um, but there's stuff like the, the whole use game DRM thing, right? My bet is they're going to do pretty much the same thing that Microsoft has now said, Yeah, which is to say, like, we'll put some sort of, uh, network or, or something in place where if you want to make it so that there's a fee, if you transfer usage or something like that, you can, but we're not going to mandate anything. We're just going to make it available. Yeah. And and then pretty much just totally leave it off as like, look, this possibility exists. You don't have to do anything. We don't require it at all. Yeah. Which is the same thing that they did with uh, region lock on the PS3. Yeah. Which is they, they turned off automatic. They, they said, you know, we're not going to mandate region lock if you, as a developer want to region lock your title, you know, the software is still built in, you can region lock it, but if you don't, it's not automatic. Yeah. So my bet is that's what they're going to go for so that they can appease the fans by saying, we're not saying you have to, but they can appease the big publishers by saying, but if you want to, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I... I think E3 this year is going to be really interesting. I don't necessarily think it's going to be Battle of the Consoles like it was a few years ago. Oh, I, I think this is, is but this is going to be much closer to the old console wars than I think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be closer to the old ones of like the PlayStation and the Xbox, the PS2 and the Xbox. Yeah, this is going to be not like this is going to be PS2 Xbox. This is going to be fucking Super Nintendo Genesis. I yeah, mean, this is this is this is going to be. The console wars are coming, but I don't think the focus this E3 is going to be on the console wars. I think the focus is going to be, for a lot of people, 
I think it's going to be more directed towards what's coming. Well, yeah. What do we have? This what's is going to be a super speculative E3. There's going to be a few things, I think, in the short term, like, you know, this is coming out, This is, we're doing this thing, these are going to be launch titles, and then there's going to be a whole shit ton of, like, we're building this new engine, yeah. or, like, this is a new network style, or we're trying to make this new kind of gameplay, and all of that stuff, I think, is going to be what we're going to hear a lot of. Yeah. So, what do you think about uh, David Hader being on the outs? I, I weeped. I, I'm. There is no other metal snake or solid snake. There is no other snake. So I understand choosing Kiefer Sutherland. I I do too because his character in Twenty Four is as close to a solid uh, snake yeah. as we've we've seen in media. Yeah, and they probably couldn't get uh, Snake Plissken. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, one one theory I heard is that this is all a long con. It might be. I and mean, because Kiefer Sutherland has specifically been confirmed as uh, the 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 older version, uh, Big Boss. Big Boss. So Kiefer Sutherland is Big Boss. What if this is just Kojima fucking with us all? Like he likes to? Like he likes to do. Having recruited the actual Solid Snake to go along with it and say, like, you're pissed off, you're not in it. Yeah. I mean, after watching the Metal Gear Solid therapy sessions (laughs) from the Metal Gear Solid 4, I mean, it's entirely possible. Yeah. You know, I could could see David Hayter also going along with this, like... (laughs) Snarking at at, at uh, Kiefer Sutherland on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, and the whole like you know, good luck or what was it like? I hope the game is finishes in twenty four hours or something like that. Yeah, like like something real, like something super snarky. Um, and also, you know. there's still like, uh, what is the Phantom Limb? Because it's a different thing from yeah, Ground like, Zeroes. I mean, they've well, but. See, that's the thing. I just read, maybe like a couple weeks ago, I read an article saying that it's part of it, but it's not part of it. But it is. Like, it's the same game, but it's not the same game. You know, so it's like, seriously, what the fuck, Kojima? So, I mean... (sighs) And you know what pisses me off about Kojima? He still hasn't given me another goddamn Zone of the Enders game. (laughs) He gave you the collector's edition? Yeah, and I got the uh, Darkstalkers collection too, but that's just rebuying games I've already bought multiple <laughs> times before. I want uh, a new game. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, the problem I think is that while Zone of the Enders is an amazing series, I don't I think the biggest problem for Kojima is that it didn't do as well in the states. Yeah, it it really didn't. And, and it, it doesn't have quite the the rabid fan base no. and it probably actually takes a bit more work. There's a lot more design that goes into yeah. a game like that. Yeah, and, and so, I understand it, but I just want it. I know, I know. No, and I, and I agree. Like, I like Zone of the Enders. So, not nearly as much as I like Metal Gear, but I lo- I really like right. Zone of the Enders, and I liked it because it was a Kojima production. Because 
Hideo Kojima makes amazing fucking video games. I mean, he's already fucking head fucked us enough time being like <laughs> i'm not making another yeah. metal gear no more metal gear i've retired from the metal game okay one more metal gear <laughs> yeah all right now now that was okay one more okay now yeah. that was the last one yeah and i uh, mean even, like i will i have played enough of metal gear rising revengeance well it's not a Metal Gear game, it's still another head fuck of Kojima being like, oh, I'm I'm not going to make another Metal... Okay, I'm making this Metal Gear game where Raiden's the main character. Yeah. Granted, it's not a Metal Gear game. No, it's it, and it even says on the cover something like a game set in the Metal Gear universe yeah. or something like that. <laughs> so, and I mean, it takes place like 15, 10, 15 years after Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, it's, it's all screwed. So... I mean, and and Raiden's back to being uber cyborg, which it's like, wait, what about Rose? And I'm, huh? Yeah. So, I mean. Then again, Kojima and continuity is sort of like expecting continuity out of, uh, I don't know, Baz Luhrmann. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Wow, we went really geeky there. (laughs) Um, <laughs> hopefully, because you're listening to this podcast, you know what that means. Um, oh, come on, uh, what's, what's the, his movie right now is, uh, Great Gatsby's, like, number one in the box office. Yeah. You should know who Baz Luhrmann is. Yeah. Um, and that he has no idea what the fuck continuity is. Nope. Um, <laughs> God, no. But he makes amazing movies. Yeah, I mean, it does, doesn't really matter, I guess, when you make amazing movies and video games. I love watching his movies. Yeah. I can't say they're all great movies, but I love them. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the other thing was that Re- I haven't played the full game. I only played the demo before it came out. Right. Revengeance was supposed to close a lot of the loopholes, supposedly. And... But everything I've read online, like I went to the wiki, I read through the whole wiki. Shit doesn't explain anything. <laughs> like... I don't know if just they rewrote the script between when between the Japanese version of the game and the American version, and know. there's I, a bunch I, I in the there. Whole, but I think anytime somebody tells you that this is going to answer questions in a Kojima verse, it's like saying that Lost is going to get wrapped up. Well, maybe, it's just maybe, not going to happen. Maybe what the problem is is that their translator sucks. And this is like all your base are belong to us. <laughs> right. And it's like, could you say has no oh, idea what series we Americans have been playing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like, completely... I don't know what, whatever they're doing their thing over there. This is going to present more questions. And somehow <laughs> their translator is like, oh, oh, oh this I is going to answer a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, okay. You play, huh? I'm more confused. So, um, so, yeah, just... so that, that's a lot of game chatter. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of game chatter. So, um, but that's kind of what's in the forefront of yeah. I mean, of, that, that's we're all we're we're super juiced on the game stuff because, yeah. like, like I said, uh, E three coming right up. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do another hostful in like one week and actually do like a full nothing but video games. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, and we'll just geek out over video games in full. Um, so I have I have other other topic that we can touch on um, that fall into the category of me on, on a twofold one on my love of firearms and the U S military and two on the level of being transgendered. Okay. 
Have you not heard about this? I don't think so. There's a new book out called The Warrior Princess. Hmm. And, get this, it's written by Kristen Beck, formerly Chris Beck, U.S. Navy SEAL. No shit. I shit you not. 46-year-old Kristen Beck is a former U.S. Navy SEAL. Served the country for 13 deployments. Sorry, I've got I've got a web yes. website. I've got the Daily Beast. Daily Beast pulled up here um, just so I get as many of my facts right. Um, but yeah, the first openly transgendered Navy SEAL. Still serving? No. Okay. U.S. military has a lot of meh yeah, no, towards, that, that's why I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> towards towards transgendered individuals. Yeah. Um, I well, believe. Then again, just think about the paperwork. The military can hardly get you from from training to deployment without fucking up. You know how old you are. You know what gender you are on the paperwork. Intentionally changing your gender just screws everything up. I bet. <laughs> um. But yeah. So, um. She. Released, she's written a book, and she's released a book called Warrior Princess, A U.S. Navy SEAL's Journey to Coming Out Transgendered. Wow. I want to read it. I haven't like read it yet. Fun, yeah. I, haven't, I, I don't know if it's out yet. I think it's... Coming soon. Maybe. I, I'm clicking over. There's a, a link. I'm clicking yeah. over to Amazon. No, it's out right now. It, it's 18 bucks. Is, is it on to... Kindle? I might. It'll, it can yeah, buy Kindle, as hardcover. Ten bucks. All right, well, ten I'll, bucks on Kindle. So maybe to, I'll, I'll. I'd have to download. Yeah, that. shell out that and download it. I think my I can. Yeah. Kindle has an iPhone app, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so. actually what I. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's that's what I'll do is I'll, I'll do that and I'll read it and I'll let you guys know. But um, yeah, he had he interviewed with um Anderson Cooper recently or she I guess I apologize I apologize Maycopa Maycopa um. She interviewed Anderson Cooper recently and um, was talking about it and, and said that her draw, she'd always felt this way. She'd always felt that right. she needed to be female. And her draw for the Navy SEALs was a way to maybe try and get it out with hyper-masculinity. Well, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's something that it's like, oh, I, I, I really... I really want to read this book, you know. Um, so I, I'm I'm interested to see what else kind of goes on with it. Um, I will get you links. Um, but yeah, so it, it's something that um, it's kind of epic and awesome, like on a whole separate level. Yeah, that, that sounds really interesting. So, um, on a, on a much lesser, but, but randomly slightly related note, have you seen this new thing, Shizau? Yes. I just heard about this the other day. I'm kind of, I'm half excited, half going in with like, it's already been a fairly big hit in Australia and Canada from what I hear. Right. And and the first couple episodes are available. You, you can go to, uh, whatever it is. Is it the Cartoon hub? Network or hub. Yeah. The hub. hub. Yeah. You can go to the hub online and watch at least the first episode. And one okay. of the thing that I think is really interesting about this, and uh, to catch you up if you if you haven't heard what this is, there's a uh, kids cartoon, uh, the premise of which is teenage boy in rummaging around his uh, late aunt's house, helping to pack it up, finds magic ring, puts it on, turns him into superhero. Pretty standard kind of story. 
only it was his aunt's ring. And it turns him into the superheroine she's out. Yeah. Um, along with, you know, skirt and high heels and it, laser lipstick and, yeah. you know, mega compact and, and all of the heavily gendered superhero gadgetry and troping that usually goes along with a female superhero. Yeah. Only it's a guy. And from what I can tell, like, he doesn't change. He just gets all the costume and stuff. No, he cha- it changes him into a girl. D- does it? Well, because they've been everything, a little back and forth on that. But everything the- I had read up until this point was that when he when when Guy, the main character, right. puts on the ring and says, "I think uh, you go, girl," or something, yeah, or whatever the the key it's, is, it's you go, girl, you go, girl, and he twelve year old, so a tween, not even a okay. teen, yeah. Um, he guy is transformed into Shizao, a right. girl superhero, and it is a girl. He is turned into a girl. But what I mean is, like his voice doesn't change. You know, it's still so the the, the biology of it. They they leave. I'm I'm pretty sure intentionally vague. But one of the things that I thought was really hilarious about this is that you know Fox News, of course, you know there's a couple other uh, of those ilk have been you know complaining about it. The creator had no idea because the creator thought it up when he was like 12 and just thought like, wouldn't it be funny if one of these guys had to wear all the stuff that the female superheroes wear? So there was like no gender politic. Yeah. Like no social politic or anything behind the creation of it. It was literally the joke of a little kid that... This guy, after many years, finally had the chance to put into, you know, put into effect and and make and did, and now it's getting all this stuff put on top of it. Yeah. But so one of the big things that he said is, is it, the only thing that he said that's really politic about it at all is like, well, yeah, I just thought it was stupid that like only girls could play with this stuff. Yeah. And like that Which, was it. That's that's the whole message you know that's the only lesson of it <laughs> yeah and and it, it is very much so this whole bringing down the um social structure that we live in this this kind of like oh hey only girls can play with dolls only boys can play with trucks right kind of thing this and, general and like, bias you already know what the jokes of the show are like it's it's not going to surprise you when you see it yeah but I think it's interesting that he gets into it. The, the, the main character is not like you, it's girly for the whole thing. Yeah. It's you, it's girly, and then like, but wait, I'm a superhero. This fucking rocks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. I have this really weird feeling like 2013 may be the year of the trans, because there's been... There's, it's... I don't know if I, it's I don't know about the, the year of the trans, but... You're of transmedia. Yeah. Like, there's definitely more gender fluidity appearing in... In the mainstream. In, in the mainstream media. So, I just... It's interesting because I feel that more so... And I don't... Maybe it's just that I'm more sensitive to it because it is something that pertains to me now. 
You know, it's it's the same thing. Like you buy a new car, you, you buy a new car, you, you see never, it you've never before you buy that car, you've very rarely seen it, and you buy it and now. You're seeing it all the time. Yeah, you know, so maybe that's what it is. But it's something that I've noticed that the, it seems like. I mean, uh, don't ask, don't tell, being repealed. Yeah, you know. Okay. Well, I think Amazing, there's, there's you know, been a significant cultural shift towards an allowance of visibility for gender fluidity that hasn't been there before. Yeah. Like if you think back, you know, years ago to stuff like, uh, uh, what was the TV show that had the, uh, gay couple on it. And I can't, I, I know that's not, but the super popular, it, it was the, the one girl and the two gay guys was on for fucking years. I can't think of what the name of it is now. Oh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace, yeah. Will and Grace hit at a time when being openly gay was becoming more acceptable. And after Will and Grace started getting popular, all of a sudden you saw like a lot more a lot more treatment of homosexuality as an aspect and not a subject. Well, here's here's a good question. Have you heard of the show Shameless? No. Shameless is I want it's on HBO or Showtime. It's one of those kind of off yeah. off cable. It's a cable show. It's not a network show. Um and it's William H Macy, his family, all this kind of like Ooh, it, I it, like it, William H Macy. Yeah, check it out. Look into it. Yeah. One of the characters in the show, that there's a meme that has been going around the internet and I'll Try and find it, and it's it's literally it's just this like six or eight panel gif of these two girls, and they're undressing, they're getting changed, mm-hmm. and we're one girl's just staring, and she's like, "What?" It's like, "What's that?" And it's like, "Oh, that's my girl penis." It what? It looks just like a boy penis. Yeah, I know, but it's my girl penis, <laughs> and that's it, and that's what you're left at, and like they don't show it, they don't like. I mean, there's nothing. It's just like. Wait, wait. Okay, uh, where is this going? <laughs> what? What? What is this? So, but but the the connection I'm trying to make to Will and Grace, and you know, Will and Grace was no social force by any no. means, but it was emblematic of an acceptance in media, and and well, and it was super popular at its time, right? And, and I I think we're seeing that same sort of thing happen, where transgendered is becoming widely acceptable enough that it can be in popular media without that being 100% the subject of that media. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there have been some fairly, the nice thing is that it's transgender people in the media without them being some crazed serial killer. <laughs> right. Or and it's, it's not, know, all, uh, I, I mean, not, it's, it's not Bill. all, yeah, it's not all Buffalo Bill, which has been, you know, or sleepaway camp. Right. You know, it's not all that. And so that I think is good. Um, but then you get stuff like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which I think that shows funny on its own, but then they introduce a character who's transgendered that one of the characters, one of the other characters has been dating. But they use it as a way of being derogatory towards him into being like, well, you're gay. You're gay. You're right. gay because you're sleeping with a transgender person. You're gay. You're gay. You're gay. You're gay. You're gay. You're gay. You know? 
I mean, NCIS had a transgender person on, but oh, look, they're the villain of the episode. Right. You know, so I think the more, I think this year's may be the year that we see more. Have you seen Cloud Atlas? I haven't watched it yet. I desperately, desperately want yeah, to. Yeah, you, you need to. Um, because fuck yes to the Wachowskis, um, even if they are stealing shit from other people. But that that's a, a different that's, subject. That we oh, can wait, be, maybe Hollywood? <laughs> well, but specifically, I mean, did you hear about that at all? I, I, okay. I don't know to what you're, you're um, referencing. So uh, maybe 20 years ago, I guess, 15, 20, it was pre-Matrix. Sure. It was maybe five to ten years before the Matrix. Um, a woman approached the Wachowskis with a script, an idea. Saying, hey, I've got this idea for a movie. Are you, do you guys be interested? Um, and this is when they were the Wachowski, Wachowski brothers. brothers yeah. um, and I guess they passed on it at the time. Ten years later, The Matrix comes out. And, and it's really similar to that. And it is almost dead on. So there's a... And, well, the woman who wrote it just won a lawsuit against them. Yeah. For damages. So... Um, I am stoked that the Wachowskis have done something like this, that they've taken this idea and they've kind of well, run and, with it. And, and it's based on a novel. Yeah. Like, and, and, they, and they work and they, with the person that wrote the yes, novel. And they give credit to that person that worked on the novel. Right. Um, and I'm stoked that Lana Wachowski kind of just was like, hey, by the way, I'm transgendered. Right. Like, was like... Well, I, and I well, like and it's it, like, so the reason you haven't heard from me for about a year is uh, I've been doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, surprise! <laughs> and it's like, oh, who are you? Oh! <laughs> oh, okay. Hi. You know, so... I really want to see Cloud Atlas. It's, it's pretty fantastic, and the fluidity of identity in it... Yeah. ...is a really interesting... Uh, it's a really interesting way to take on that kind of subject without ever actually approaching the subject matter of, say, transgendered or or anything like that at yeah. all. Um, that I think totally holds up as an interesting statement, even if you are completely unfamiliar with the Wachowskis, even if you have no idea who's making the statement. Yeah, it's a really interesting way to look at identity. As, as a concept, uh, but like you know, my mate hated it. She didn't like it at all. I loved it. <laughs> so I mean, well, it, I kind it is, of want to. I want to know what she didn't like. This this has me intrigued. So to her, she felt like there was no. She didn't like that there was no plot. She thought there was no like continuing story being told. I loved the story that was told and how intricate it was. She felt like it was essentially non-existent. Here's a good question. Did she like Inception? She loved Inception. Really? And she didn't like this? Yeah. Like, I, it is... It tells a story well, about I... identity in which the inconsistency of identity is part of the storytelling. Yeah. And... I can understand watching it and not connecting the stories. Okay. But 
to me, the stories were really heavily connected and made sense as connected. Okay. But it's not one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, how do you not think this is awesome? Like, Inception, I'm like, how do you not see this as really cool and complicated and I, involved on itself? I really want to maybe sit down with her and have her watch Southland Tales because I want to see what, how she'd react to that movie. Yeah, because that movie's <laughs> totally insane. <laughs> I love that I, movie. I don't think she can handle that movie at all. And has I, she seen Donnie Darko? I don't think so. Right. So you got to see Donnie yeah. Darko. Not because there are sequels or anything, but, but because they're by the same just, director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> I love uh, if you guys haven't seen Southland Tales, go rent it, find it at a dying blockbuster, and I, buy it. I got it for fifty cents when a, a movie store was shutting down yeah. nearby, and I was like, I picked it up on Blu-ray for three bucks at a flea market. Yeah, and it was one of those. I have no idea what this is, but I like the people in it, so yeah. okay. And then I watched it. And was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Oh, and I'd known about it for years because uh, Kevin Smith. On his second uh, evening with Kevin Smith, talked about it briefly. Oh, that's right, and yeah. and that he he was going to be in it, and you know all this stuff. Okay, and then literally almost five years after that happened, the movie came out. Yeah, and I was and it was in theaters for like maybe two weeks. It was in theaters for short. five minutes. It didn't yeah. have enough time to play the whole movie. Yeah, and then. I'd kind of forgotten about it, and I was going through this DVD bin, this Blu-ray bin, and, like, I picked up, like, Nick and Nora on Blu-ray. I picked up – this is at a flea market, the sure, Oakland Laney yeah. flea market. Picked up Nick and Nora. I picked up uh, Fifth Element. I picked up – what else did I pick up? Well, in any case – But it, then I picked up matter. Southline, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's right. And I watched it, and the first time I watched it, I was very, like, Huh? And so I stopped, and I rewatched it. I'm like, okay, that ma- it makes a little bit more sense now. So the first time I watched it was half a bottle of Bullet Bourbon Deep up at the cabin. I had to watch it again the next day, like immediately the next day, just to be like, something went wrong last night, and... <laughs> I have the weirdest memory of a movie that could never possibly exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, and I think that's the part that's awesome about that movie because every time you watch it, it literally, it. I mean, like, well, like without who, just fail. who's in it? It's The Rock, Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, Sherry, Sean, Sean, Sean William, William Scott, Scott, Sherry O'Terry, uh, and what's the oh. Uh, Kevin, Buffy, um, Sarah, it's, Michelle, it's, uh, Sarah Geller, Michelle Geller, Kevin Smith, um, inconceivable from yeah, yeah. The Princess I, I Bride, name, but yeah. um, um, Booger from, I, I mean, like, it, it's, there are, it's one of those, like, Hollywood mega-movies, yeah. but um, it's, it's the cast of a Hollywood mega-movie in a, like, stripped-down indie, indie flick. Yeah, like, super indie I mean, it's by the same director, that, writer that did Donnie Darko, so which probably should tell you a lot yeah. about whether or not you'll dig what happens in the movie. Yeah, and if the you, movie doesn't if you like really Donnie have, Darko. The movie also doesn't really have an ending. Oh, I'd say it has a pretty definitive. It ending. has a definitive ending, but it leaves you kind of like. It, it is very much so like layer cake for me. Yeah, where oh, okay. I really feel like. Well, 
this might have happened. It, it this totally is... ends right here. But how you interpret that being the end yeah. is completely up to you. Yeah. So, um, if you like Donnie Darko and if you like uh, Repo Man, the, yes. the, or Repo the Genetic Opera, yes, then you need to see Southland Tales. Hell, you know what? Even if you like Repo Man, not that's, that's not. I'm talking Emilio Estevez Repo yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Not there, there's a weird sort of yeah. There's like, a tonal kind of comparison yeah, to be made there. Not the Judd, not the uh, Jude Law. Oh right, the Re- Repo Force- the Genetic Opera without the music movie. Yeah. Um, which could have been an awesome movie, but from all intents and purposes, from what I've heard, sucked. Yeah, unfortunately I haven't seen it, but it, it had um, potential. So, which literally I think someone watched Reap of the Genetic Opera was like, hey, that's a brilliant idea, I want to go with that. Yeah, what if we made that, but like, serious, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, um, but no, South, oh fuck, I love that movie. Yeah. Vivian and, hates it. <laughs> but literally, every time... I don't blame anybody for hating it. No, It's no. also one of those things where, like, I love that movie. I've watched that movie a bunch of times. And every time I've shown it to anybody else, they've looked at me and just been like, what is wrong with you? Why did you make me watch that? And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, there's a joke I was told as a kid where the whole, like... The whole point of the joke is to see the reaction of the other people, not for the punchline of the joke. The the other people's reaction is the funny part. Southland Tales is almost a shaggy dog story. Yes! Yes, no, it totally is. And literally for me, every single time I've watched that movie, the movie has made more and more sense to me. Which is a little uncomfortable. It's so I, I don't so. I don't want that movie to totally make sense. <laughs> like... And I have to, like, there's a point in time where I'd watch it once every couple of months. Wow. Like, I've seen it, I've seen it a lot. And, like, (laughs) and the problem was is that I found that I was watching it because I, I desperately wanted to understand this movie. And so I just keep watching it, like, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to put this on. You know what we need to do? We need to get somebody... Somebody like my mate, or somebody that's never seen it before, and record MST3K style our reactions to the movie with, with like the two of us trying to explain stuff to somebody that's never seen it before. And oh, just we could sit down. <laughs> oh my god! You know who'd be perfect for that? Who? Hot and Trot and Titty Von Suckle. Oh God! Yes. Like that, I that would be the best. We'd sit down, we'd have drinks, we'd say, "Okay, this is this is what how this is going going down." Yeah, we want you to watch this movie, and I and the reason I'd want to is because I don't think either of them have ever seen the movie, and I think they may have very different opinions. I, yeah, I would bet that they they <laughs> diverge pretty heavily on their yeah. enjoyment of that particular flick, and so it's something that and like, every time somebody fires a gun, you take a shot. <laughs> yeah oh my god that actually is a really good movie to make a drinking game to yeah so the first time the movie started to make sense to me though i was stoned out of my mind the first time i saw it it kind of made sense but like i said i was like half a bottle of bullet <laughs> yeah in, so. so um it's a it's a movie that requires uh, an altered state i think to truly appreciate yes yes very much so um 
But yeah, oh my god. It's it's so fucking weird, man. Uh, Alright, so we're going to call this a ramble. Yeah, and uh, we will hopefully be doing this again. I, I like the idea. Let's do this again next yeah. week and after hit E3. this up after E3 yeah. and, and um, do a big video gamey geeky. I have to. And geeky. Well, it'll have to be on Sunday. We'll figure out the logistics. It, it won't necessarily be the day after. Yeah. But, uh, we, um, we will definitely do that soon. And uh, we do have a bunch of uh, people that are still interested in recording yeah. with us. So uh, we will do that soon. And hopefully we will, you know, you'll be hearing from us in a week or so. Yes. So remember, hit us up on Twitter, uh, Kinky and Geeky, or Kinky Geeky, and uh, come to the website. And the Fat well, Life. Don't really worry about the website, really. Yeah. It's just where the. Uh, podcast is up but definitely yeah. hit us up on FetLife and tumblr and uh, and Twitter. we'll get any any photos we reference i'll try and get them up on the FetLife if we can um as long as there's no like heavy duty copyrights and and and, and all that fun stuff <laughs> so have fun and hope right. you like what you hear <laughs> have a good night You've been listening to Kinky and Geeky. This podcast has been distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license. That means that you can share or free mix us, match us up or whatever. Just give us credit and don't make money off us. Almost forgot. Uh, safe, sane, consensual. Do you remember I re- yours? I, I don't. <laughs> I, I've always kind of been like, I got nothing. Yeah. You uh, had one. Do you remember? No. We came up with it on the podcast that never happened was the problem. No, we we repeated it on the podcast that never happened. Oh. It actually came out once. I don't remember it either. I'm just giving you a hard uh, time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you remember it, tweet it to us. Let us know. Uh Ugh.